everyone. Welcome to the Make Noise podcast. My name is Nancy Murphy, and I'm super excited to have you here. I appreciate the time that you're taking to listen to me. Um, Today, we're going to talk about uh, personal boundaries. So let's dive in. So I want to start with a story. When I was young, I thought that to gain someone's respect and love, I should always be available and agreeable. I should always say yes, even if it meant saying no to myself and tiptoe around someone's issues and avoid looking like a bad person who didn't care. But I was raised not to make a fuss, just so you have a little background there, and not to make noise, hence the name of this podcast. I was too agreeable. I was too afraid of displeasing someone or fearful they wouldn't like me. And I literally molded myself into whatever form they preferred. So for an example, if someone liked Aerosmith, well, I would have to go buy their tape because there was no CDs back then um, and know every song. So I felt like I was living in like a scene in the 80s movies where I would look at the way popular girls dressed and walked and talked and would go home and try to mimic them in my mirror. Does anyone else relate to that or am I just totally the weirdo? The more available I was, the more I was taken advantage of, and then further they went into personal relationships and friendships, and eventually I became drained and hurt and alone. So think of it. I mean, we teach our kids to give a hug and a kiss to family members that they don't even know, even if they don't want to. That's a perfect example of not keeping a physical boundary. In my Italian family, I was a shy girl. I know that's surprising. And I would have to go kiss everybody in the room when I entered or exited a gathering, even if we never met. What is that teaching our children, especially girls? Basically, it was ignore how you feel, even if it's uncomfortable, because this is what you do. And then I adopted that as growing older, that even if I was uncomfortable, if I was displeasing someone, I'm the bad guy. So It took many years of shame and unhappiness and therapy to finally realize that the one-sided relationships in my life were my fault for allowing it to some degree. Obviously, as a child, I mean, I fault adults for engaging in that behavior, but my endless love and kindness were an invitation for people to take advantage of me and not necessarily to love me. And trust me, it's not easy. It wasn't easy to admit to myself that You know, I had poor personal boundaries and people could walk in and out as they pleased. It wasn't easy to admit that I was at the mercy of the way others treated me. And I mean, I remember the days coming home from work and if my husband was in a bad mood, I thought it was my job to fix it. I would tiptoe around him and instantly feel like I must have done something wrong. If he's upset, then I carried that. And it was so stressful. And even like, at work, if my colleagues were upset, I felt like I needed to be the one to cheer them up and to offer a solution. And it's exhausting to to carry everybody else's woes and put your own deep down inside your pocket and not share that at all. So I learned later in life and the hard way, unfortunately, that I'm the only one who decides how I like to be treated. People may have hurt you because you've given them the power to let you down. So let's not give them the power. 
When I started working on my abandonment issues, my personal relationships improved and I became generally a happier person. But I have lost some friends over the years because they didn't agree with my newfound limits. And, and, you know, that was hard, but it's okay. And it's been difficult at times because my social circle is not as big as in my 20s and 30s as it is now in my 40s. But I'm also not the partier. I mean, we were always hosting the parties. We were always gathering everyone together. So maybe it was just I was the person that liked to throw parties and people just liked to party with me and didn't want to do anything else, I guess. I don't know. But now I know who I am as a person and I'm not someone I was trying to be for someone else. I am who I am. I love myself more. I make a point every day to remind myself through meditations and practicing um, positivity and even through meditation, but also sticky notes. I don't know if anyone else does this, so I'll, I'll give you an example. So I literally have currently in my bathroom um, a high a high five. So what that is, if you don't know the premise of it, is Mel Robbins, who is like my idol. She has had such a profound effect on my life um, and is the author of New York, New York Times bestselling book, High Five Habit. And the premise of it is every morning when you're in the bathroom, brushing your teeth, doing your hair, whatever it is, look at yourself and give yourself a high five. And there's lots of science and research that indicate doing so is really good for you. And um, yes, definitely check it out because I literally have a, a handprint. I like traced uh, my hand on a piece of paper, cut it out and put high five habit and put it in the on the mirror. Of course, sometimes my boys take the fingers and like to move it around, but whatever. Um, definitely try it. It's worth it. Um, the high five habit is something I've adopted and it's huge. My other note that I have in my office currently is uh, a quote from Glennon Doyle's Untamed book, which was another fantastic uh, book about her story and her life. And the takeaway in that is, I in quotes, I can do hard things. And there's been times in my life where I've literally been dropped to my knees and I just repeated the mantra, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And that has been my saving grace. So try it. Let me know how it goes. I would love to hear it. So let's go back to the boundaries. So I've set some boundaries and it saved me, I think, several years of useless or, you know, unhappiness and pain. And when those are around me, no, well, okay, let me rephrase that. The people that I choose to have in my life know what my boundaries are and they respect me for it and are comfortable and happy. And we can be nice and loving and agreeable without losing ourselves in the process. Kindness that comes from a place of fear isn't kindness after all. It's a fear of abandonment. It's a fear of being rejected. So remember your worthiness isn't dependent on other people's approval, but your happiness is sure as hell dependent on how many stop signs you put in your personal relationships. So remember that. Think about that. It's not dependent on other people's approval, but it is dependent on what you allow. So let me say this. But well, I had to dig deep in my childhood memories, and it was not the easiest to digest. You see, I grew up in a home 
with an undiagnosed mom of mental illness. Now, I don't blame her. She didn't know what she didn't know. But in my formative years, it impacted my feelings of belonging and safety tremendously. I didn't know what I was walking into every day coming home from school. I would compare it to living with an alcoholic. So some days it was smooth sailing and I would feel like I could take a breath. And other days I would be so scared of saying the wrong thing or not behaving in a certain manner that I would hide in my room to avoid getting hit or a wooden spoon or something thrown at me. So, and then in high school, I was diagnosed with anxiety and it was so crippling, I couldn't go to school for weeks. At the time, I just thought it was the pressure of picking a college and a career path. And I'm thinking to myself, I am 17 years old. I haven't even lived. How am I supposed to know what I want to do for the rest of my life? It was so scary. So what I later learned is that I just had such few boundaries that I didn't know what thoughts and feelings were my own and those that I had adopted from those around me. And I just felt like if I could just make everyone happy at home, then I would feel like it was okay for me to be happy. And that only lasted for so long but we'll dig more into that in future podcasts. So let's go to, are you ready to feel more appreciated, loved, and worthy? Let's talk about some effective ways to set healthy boundaries, okay? So the first one I think of when I think of a healthy boundary is a physical boundary and not allowing someone to touch you if you don't want it. And I tell this to my boys, no one has the right to touch you without your permission, period. No one's allowed to take your hat off of your body. No one's allowed to punch you. Not that they should. But even if someone is too close, sometimes I'll even say, like, I need my bubble. I need my personal space. So physical boundaries are really important. And those are, like, the gateway, I feel like, of boundaries. When you think of boundaries, that's the, the first thing I think of. And then, of course, then it would lead to sexual which don't do something you don't want to do and don't be afraid to say no. And I feel like this applies more to women than men. But I mean, I remember growing up and thinking like, oh, if this boy likes me, what if I let him kiss me? Is that going to be, what if I don't want to kiss him, but then he's going to like hate me. And that whole mess up with your mind is just not good. So people need to be secure in feeling that if, something doesn't feel right, go with your gut, say no. The other boundary is time, time spent together, your time management boundary. This is a new one for me over the years because I love my girl time. I love my kids time, my spouse time, but I love my me time now. And I never knew what that was until I got older. And, and basically it's allowing yourself space and time to get to know yourself and do the things that enjoy like reading a book I like to do and yoga, but things that fill your cup because you cannot fill other people's cups if yours is empty. So make sure to take the time out for yourself that you need. I mean, some people like my husband, they flourish off of other people's energy and it psychs them up. I enjoy being with other people, but I also enjoy my me time too. And that's where I regroup and I fill my cup, I'll say. So that's timing is a huge one that sometimes it's hard to say no to, you know, the PTA meetings and the bake sales and dinner plans, but you have to take care of yourself first because you cannot take care of anyone else until you put the oxygen mask on first and then they would do. And 
So my next one I would say is openly communicate your boundaries. If someone is yelling at you, ask them to lower their voice. So then you can have a more productive conversation. You don't have to be yelled at. We are too damn old to be putting up with the way people are talking to us in a condescending or an extremely loud volume. There's no need for it. So now if someone is constantly needing something from you or you feel like they're calling you just to complain and never ask, hey, how are you? Maybe that's a communication boundary that you might say, you know what? I, I, I love our chats, but I just need some space right now. And that can be said with love. Trust me, it's hard, I know. But there are friends that I don't talk to anymore, but it doesn't mean that I don't care about them. And sometimes people change, their circumstances change and boundaries change too. I know I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. I'm sure most of you aren't either. I, re I recently actually heard someone say, friends are either in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifer. And I thought that was interesting because as I was looking and thinking about, sometimes there's someone that is in your life for a reason. And that reason doesn't exist anymore. Say it's you became friends with a mom at soccer practice and your kids don't play soccer anymore and you and her don't feel like you have anything in common. It was just more about soccer. That's okay. And that maybe that was just the, the season or a reason in your life or a season two can be, you know, in your 20s or in your 30s. Those are seasons and people grow, change, evolve, and it's okay to say, you know, we're, we're just not at the same, we're not in alignment anymore. And, and then there's the lifers that are your ride or dies. So you take a look and evaluate the relationships in your life and see what, where, where you're at with them and, and maybe put up some boundaries. So I'm going to link in my show notes, um, 22 signs that you may lack personal boundaries. So I'd be curious to know if this resonates with anyone um, or if anyone can perhaps give some options of ways that they've set their own personal boundaries. I would love to hear from you. I appreciate uh, you listening to this podcast. I really hope that you share it with your friends, subscribe, uh, leave a comment in the show notes. I'd be happy to respond and we'll talk soon. Take care. I love you. Bye.